and thank you for listening to today's episode of JETCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. For the second episode of the month, I will discuss the findings of two articles from the recent special issue of JET on epidemiology of injuries, titled Epidemiology of Injuries in National Collegiate Athletic Association Women's Soccer 2014-2015 through 2018-2019, and Epidemiology of Injuries in National Collegiate Athletic Association Women's Cross Country 2014-2015 through 2018-2019. Both articles are authored by Dr. Alvinash Chaudron and colleagues from the Daedalus Center for Sports Injury Research and Prevention. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JET website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JET is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. As discussed on the first episode of the month, injury surveillance is essential for developing, refining, and implementing injury prevention strategies within sport, whether that is injury prevention programs overseen by the athletic trainer or changes to rules and sporting equipment. The National Collegiate Athletic Association Injury Surveillance Program, also known as the NCAA ISP, has allowed us to identify injury rates across most NCAA men's and women's sports across five season increments. In addition, the ISP not only provides injury rates across sports, but also collects data specific to time loss from injury, injury rates across subcomponents of the season, event type, player position, and environmental factors to name a few. This type of information provides a broad spectrum of what factors athletic trainers can potentially manipulate to reduce the rate of injuries across sports. Today we will provide a brief overview of key findings of the latest five-year increment which captures the 2014-2015 through 2018-2019 academic years for NCAA women's soccer and women's cross country. Starting with women's soccer, collegiate women's soccer has continued to gain popularity, as evident by an increase in NCAA teams from 80 in 1981 to 1,041 in 2019. In addition, just over the current study period, participation in NCAA women's soccer has increased by about 1,500 athletes and now totals a little more than 28,000 student-athletes. The previous five-year span between 2009 and 2014 found women's NCAA soccer to have higher injury rates when compared to other women's sport. Thus, continuing to monitor and track changes to previous values is important. Across the five-year span, ranging from 2014 to 2019, nearly 4,000 women's soccer injuries from approximately 450,000 athlete exposures were reported to the NCAA ISP. As such, the rate of injury was 8.65 per 1,000 athlete exposures and extrapolates to a national estimate of nearly 90,000 injuries over the study duration. The competition injury rate was higher than the practice injury rate. In fact, competition injury rates steadily increased across the study period, whereas practice injury rates remain relatively stable. The overall Division II injury rate was higher than the Division I and Division III injury rates. The preseason injury rate was higher than regular season and postseason injury rates. When examining injury rates within season time frame, preseason injury rates increased across the first two seasons, then decreased over the next two seasons, and remained fairly constant for the final season. 
On the other hand, regular season injury rates steadily increased across the study period, and postseason injury rates increased during the middle year and the last year of the study period. Nearly 40% of all reported injuries resulted in time loss of more than one day. It is important to note that time loss information was missing for 21% of reported injuries. Knee injuries at 16.7%, ankle injuries at 14.8%, thigh injuries at 14.7%, and head and face injuries at 12% accounted for the largest proportions of all women's soccer injuries reported. The ankle and head face regions were more commonly injured during competition when compared to practice. From a mechanism standpoint, nearly 30% of injuries were attributed to player contact, 23% of injuries were non-contact, and about 18% of injuries were overuse. The most common classification of injury was strains at 21.7%, sprains at 21.6%, contusions at 12.5%, and inflammatory conditions at 9.9%. The most commonly reported specific injuries were lateral ankle sprains at 8.6%, concussions at 8.3%, and quadriceps strains at 5%. Notably, partial or complete ACL sprains accounted for 3% of all reported injuries. Approximately one-third of injuries occurred during general play, while running and defending accounted for about 22% of injuries. In summary, the findings of the study are somewhat similar with previous years. However, the increase in lateral ankle sprains and concussions warrants exploration perhaps a need to increase implementation of primary prevention programs to disrupt the observed increases of those previously mentioned injuries. Next, let's provide an overview of the epidemiology of injuries of NCAA women's cross-country student-athletes across the same 2014-2019 to study period. Nearly 16,000 individuals participated in NCAA cross-country during the 2018-2019 season. Prior to this investigation, injury surveillance of this sporting population has been relatively limited, but the 2009-2014 NCAA ISP reporting period found an injury rate of 5.85 injuries per 1,000 athlete exposures. Recently, over five academic years, once again spanning from 2014 to 2019, a total of 429 women's cross-country injuries from around 108,000 athlete exposures, or a rate of 3.96 injuries per 1,000 athlete exposures, were reported to the NCAA ISP. The rate equates to a national estimate of about 22,500 injuries over that study period. Division III student-athletes had a higher injury rates when compared to individuals competing within Division I and Division II. The injury rate was higher during competition when compared to practice and higher during preseason when compared to regular and postseason. Nearly 50% of all injuries resulted in time loss greater than one day. Lower leg injuries at 30.3% accounted for the largest proportion of all injuries. Foot injuries at 18.2% and thigh injuries at 14% were also relatively common. Regarding mechanism, overuse accounted for nearly 54% of injuries and non-contact attributed to 26.3% of injuries. Inflammatory conditions at 33.6, 
strains at 17.7, and fractures at 9.1 were the most common injury classifications. The most commonly reported specific injuries during the study period was medial tibial stress syndrome at 10% and lateral ankle sprains at 4.2%. Findings of this study were not entirely consistent with findings from the 2009 to 2014 reporting period. Therefore, continued monitoring of injury rates within women's cross country will prove vital to developing and implementing targeted prevention strategies. The purpose of this episode was not to compare epidemiology of injuries between women's soccer and women's cross country. However, given the stark differences in types of injuries and mechanism of injuries, it does show the importance of tailoring prevention programs to specific athletic populations and even to individual student-athletes. Continued efforts to acquire accurate injury data is our best opportunity to successfully reduce injury rates and improve long-term outcomes of our student-athletes. Well, that's it for today's JAT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast.